Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to tell you, Bob. Yeah. Second round. Second round. He's a lock. Sam Laporta. Tight end number one, bro. I don't know what you're watching. Bob, if you're not watching, I can't... I can't do anything about it. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Laporta is not only him. He's not only king of all the tight ends. He's not only uh, a guy you're drafting really in round two, and that's being kind of like generous or you could say, I don't know, optimistic as far as where you're going to, the price tag you're going to have to pay in 2024. He could go at the 12, 13 turn. He could go, I mean, you got to ask yourself, what is the separation? And we're talking 2024. We can get into Dynasty in one second. This is redraft mode. Redraft mode activated. Redraft mode activated. Where do you draft King uh, Kincaid? Where do you draft Laporta? We'll talk about Kincaid too. In 2024 redraft. I want to know where you guys are taking him. Is anybody taking him way higher than everybody else? Does everybody feel like this guy's going in round three? Does he go at 15 overall? Does he go at 19? Is anybody saying, look, he's not Kelsey. He doesn't have the separation factor. The ability to separate himself from the field to be even worth a second round pick. I'm curious to know. Where you all have him because it's an important conversation. He's tight end one. Previously, tight end one would go in the first round because the difference was so crazy between Kelsey and the rest of the field. Kelsey would go in this territory. This is where Kelsey used to live. He was tight end one. Now we have a tight end one that it's clear as day Laporta. But is the difference between McBride and potentially where Kincaid can be, potentially where you got a, a guy like uh, a guy like Bowers could be even as a rookie? I mean, look what Kincaid just did as a rookie. Are we now talking about round three, even though it's tight end number one because the field is too close to him, or is there a potential that King that, that King I keep saying Kincaid that Laporta? Gets so much better next year. He's a rookie. Like, what if Laporta does jump into that Kelsey-esque kind of uh, uh, distance between everybody else It's possible? I don't think anybody should ever pay that. I'm just curious. I don't believe first round is where anybody should be taking him. I have heard a lot of crazy, crazy rankings for him. Never pay for an, uh, a tight end. Round three to four, you're dreaming, Silva, if you think you're getting him around four absolute pipe dream there's there's no way you're getting around four i think you probably see him here uh in, in the top of three for a lot of smart people and i think here for a lot of people that like to dominate the tight end position and and come away with a, a super big uh positional advantage but i i would love to know if anybody's got him throw your number out uh, uh round what king uh, uh laporta you can say Kincaid as well. Laporta, you know, th- throw a pick out. 3.1. Laporta, 2.10. Laporta, 3.4. There's no wrong answer here. 
There's no wrong answer here. I am also in in the in the in the family of fantasy footballers that would say something like, "Okay, McBride in round four or five is a lot more attractive than going, you know, Laporta in round three, you know, three point one or even two point one zero, two point one one, two point oh eight. There's nothing wrong with taking him in this territory. I'm going to say that right now. Laporta could go there. I, I don't I don't hate it. You're not taking a lap. I just would rather use these two rounds on something different and get my McBride or other player here, Kincaid, later on. Kincaid might fall to, like, freaking, I don't know where. We don't even know where Kincaid's value is going to be. But I'd love to know where you guys have him. So here's a couple different takes. This is what I was... I was very excited to see because they're they're all over the map. They're all over the map. Now, first, before we get too deep into this topic, uh, late second, early third. So there's a lot of people saying round two, question mark, round two. I saw a couple of those. And then you see a round three, uh, 3.6, which none of these are wrong answers. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Late two, early third, says Matt O. Uh, there was another one where somebody said, uh, where does, Alex got 3.6. Uh, third to fourth round, third round possible, but fourth round pipe dream, pipe dream, Christian Silva, appreciate you, waiting until round seven uh, to grab Brock Bowers, Ray G, he ain't even in, in, in redraft fall into round seven, I don't I don't think, I don't think, he could, he could, I, I don't think so, Dynasty is going like in the second or third round, I think people are so high on him, the Dynasty folks that are playing both redraft and Dynasty, they're going to get all excited about him and take him way too high. Um, but I, I might be one of those people. Terry Roberts is two or three. He's all over the board. Draft Bowers later. That would be my plan of attack. But what are we really here to do real quickly? The reason I'm even initiate, uh, initiating uh, a Laporta conversation is because he's healthy. He's coming off uh, the knee injury. He's still doing things and doing them live and doing them well and doing them hurt. And even last week just you know gutting it out and now he's off the injury report probably not 100% no one's 100% but Laporta is absolutely going to I think shine in this matchup against the San Francisco 49ers who struggle with tight ends they do McBride tore him up McBride tore him up in fact my boy Raj called me during the game or texted me during the game and said Smitty we got no answer for McBride this guy's this guy's unstoppable. We have no answer. We have no solution. McBride's tearing us up. There's a, a real opportunity that that Laporta has a monster game, and then that increases his value and the likelihood. And the reason this is such a relevant topic, Smitty, why are we talking about Laporta right now? We got the playoffs going on. What's this all have to do with? I'm always trying to think eight thousand steps ahead and connect all these different layers that are like a, like a spider web and one pulls the other thing because they're all kind of connected from one web to another and when you tug on one end of it it's going to move everything else i truly believe that the lions are probably likely i think everyone could agree they could win this game absolutely but they're probably likely to lose and if laporta ends his nfl playoff debut his rookie season, his playoff debut, this uh, this magical year for the Detroit Lions. He ends it on a high note against a very nice matchup. Finally healthy. What do you think happens to his value? If he was, let's say, in redraft, we're talking Laporta here. If Laporta was potentially, uh, these are all good votes. I'm going to put them all right here. These are all fantastic 
uh, votes. I wonder if by the end of this show, if it'll change or move up or down. But if, if we're saying right here, this is round three, this is round two, this is round one. If we believe that he's right here, let's say, in round three. So round three, Laporta, 2024 redraft. It, right now, right now, right here, right now, for anybody watching this a month from now, two months from now, we are literally walking into the uh, championship games and the Niners are facing off against the, the Laporta Lions. The Baltimore Ravens are facing off against the Taylor Swift uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And we think at halftime, I heard word, I got the script, by the way. The script has already been handed to me and the script says that at halftime... Taylor Swift is going to kneel down on one knee and ask Travis Kelsey to marry her. The script strikes again. But neither here nor there. But if you're watching this, these games have not occurred yet. That's why we're here to discuss what happens with when healthy Laporta goes out there and drops a massive wad on the Niners because they do struggle with the tight end position. And does he climb from this moment in time pre championship game even if they lose into the bottom of round two based off a huge what have you done for me lately uh recency bias type of outburst because if he if he has a hundred let, let's use Maddo's example here if he goes out and he has a hundred yards receiving and one touchdown against the 49ers let's say let's just say let's accept this let's pretend this is what happens if this occurs, does he climb from 3.4? Does he climb from, uh, again, Silva, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get rid of yours because there's no fourth round. There's just no fourth round Laporta. That's not even feasible. Um, I appreciate you. Silva, one of the Silva, one of the Silva brothers, right? Was that one of the Silva brothers? Silva to the moon. If, if it was, let's say, let's use Alex Max 3.6, okay? Let's say this is law this is what happens this is as of this moment 3.6 if you drafted today what is a hundred yards I'm, I'm asking honestly for a friend in the chat please re-answer this question and give me a new draft value for laporta if he has a hundred yards and one touchdown against the niners and the lions lose and that's how he finishes the season where does he go from 3.6 if i promised you right now i had it in my hands 3.6 was this adp where would you move him? Where would he move? Where do you expect him to move from 3.6? If that was his ADP, 3.1? What is a 100-yard and a touchdown game against the Niners in his final game of the year due to his ADP? I don't think it's crazy to say that he will be cemented into the second round. Maybe in the bottom, but into the second round. And the question I'm here to answer today, and Alex says he moves to 2.9. If he has that big of a game in his mind, 2.9. What does everybody else think? If he does have 100 yards and a touchdown, please give me your prediction. I want to see it. I want to drag it on screen. Uh, my, my, I'm here to answer this question. Nobody should be worried about paying a third round value for Laporta. You want to draft a tight end later? Abort. You go draft Laporta in round three. If he's sitting there, abort your plan. Best player available. Guess what? Third round's a steal. You don't need to go tight end shopping in the later rounds anymore because everyone fell asleep at the wheel at the old folks' home where you're running your league, okay? Bunch of grandmas in your league. They don't know who Sam Laporta is, and you got him in the third round. Abort mission, wait on a tight end. You understand what I'm saying? 
Okay, that's that's already said. However, the reason we're here today, if Laporta explodes against the San Francisco 49ers, even if the Lions lose, and he has what we have predicted on this screen right here from Alex, uh, th- uh, or from Matt O, 100 yards and a touchdown, where does he go? Uh, Kentucky says he climbs from 3.6 to 3.1. Uh, Blackbeard says, see him going in the 2-3 turn, so right at 2.12. I think you all are very accurate. Ray G says he climbs from 3.6 to 3.3. He'll climb three spots. We got Terry Roberts saying he climbs all the way to 2.8 if that happens. You see what I'm saying? I I, I think we all know, uh, Thomas says mid-second round, I think we all know that there are a lot of reactive Rodgers in this world. Not saying they shouldn't react to Laporta dropping 100 yards on a touchdown. Let's be honest, that's very telling as to where his trajectory is going where his path of greatness is going if he can go out in a big time game and drop 100 wads in a tutty on the Niners D he's going places he's going places anyway but he's Mr. Big Time it it doesn't matter the scenario doesn't matter the pressure doesn't matter the defense again they give up you know big plays two tight ends McBride worked him over this is something that I think is possible that Laporta can have a big game and if he does he's still worth a second rounder I would just say that he becomes an abort your mission of waiting on a tight end and grabbing another tight end later when when Laporta falls to round three he goes from that to if he climbs into round two you start saying I'll take him in one or two leagues 20 percent uh, saturation of Laporta on my teams because you're climbing into a very, very high territory of value that I just think that you get a Bowers later on, round five, six, seven. Hopefully, we can get him in six, seven. If we can, that'd be absolutely amazing. Who's Brock Bowers? And off he goes to the. That, that's, that's the wrong button. I'm hitting all the wrong buttons. There we the go. Moon man Who's Brock Bowers? In outer space. Just one of the best tight ends to come out of college for a while. This is the next Sam Laporta. He's a moon man. If you've been asleep at the wheel and haven't been watching the show, you've missed two moon men unveilings, Spears and Bowers. These are the deeper calls. We, of course, have the Saturn men, the Mars men. Those are a little bit more secure calls. But Bowers is a phenom, an absolute Laporta 2.0. Maybe better, to be honest. He could be better. He could be worse. Laporta could be the best tight end for a decade. Or maybe Bowers could be the best tight end for a decade. There's a lot of value there. But Bowers is probably, I think, going to go around 5, 6, 7. We just don't really know. Someone say 6, 7. I think it's really, really, that would be fortunate if you could get Bowers at 6, 7. I highly doubt you can. I think Bowers might maybe early on, underdog drafts, we get him early 6, 7. Under What's underdog? Underdog is only the place where we go dominate all of our, our best ball drafts. And the big board will be out the day, well, really the day of the Super Bowl at midnight of that, that game. So when the game ends at midnight, I believe the big board will drop and we're jumping straight in to do marathon drafting here on the channel. So please hit that link in the description of the video if you're watching a replay of this. And if you're not watching a replay of this and you're in the live stream, please hit that link right there. I just dropped it in the live chat right this very second. I'm going to pin the link right now. Please click that Underdog Fantasy link and uh, get ready to draft with me 
um, during the evenings, not only for that big board draft in that marathon, but we're doing pickums for the upcoming games every round of the playoffs. We do uh, drafts for that round. So you're doing you're building a fantasy team for the conference championship. You're building a fantasy team during Super Bowl week for the two remaining teams, and there'll be contests involved in that. They'll probably be I don't know if they'll do a three man contest with the two quarterbacks and you got to decide like you're going backup quarterback with McCaffrey or you drafting one of the you know I don't know how they're going to do that if they're going to cut it down to two man drafts and then you're in one big pool together uh, but bottom line is there, there's a hundred thousand reasons to click that link now because we'll be doing all kinds of stuff now not just on Super Bowl Sunday at midnight when we draft but I venture to say, why I even went that direction was to say, I venture to say Bowers probably goes maybe five, six, seven, maybe six, seven on, on underdog big board early drafts because he's a rookie. No one knows where he's landing. The moment Bowers lands, let's say, in one of them, let's say he lands in the most ideal spot known to man, the LA Chargers. Let's say this man is an LA Charger. Brock Bowers, Moon Man. The Moon Man. Dropping loads and hours. Moon Man Extraordinaire. Brock Bowers becomes the number one weapon for Herbert in Harbaugh's system. Then bets are off. He's a fifth round pick probably in redraft. And he starts going so high. So high in Dynasty. I don't even know, I don't even know where to begin to, to predict where he goes. But Laporta's off the injury report. Fantastic news. Laporta's healthy, ready to go. So on underdog, draft him in your conference championship drafts with with confidence. He'll be good to go. He was good to go anyway, but to have this news makes it you know exciting. So hit that link in the live chat. Let me pin the link right now in the live chat. I'll drop it one more time. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. I'll pin the said link right this very second so you guys can all get signed up. And that way you can jump into all kinds of uh, uh, good stuff. Um, Perps dropping a a, uh, a pin the message. So the underdog link is pinned in the live chat. Perps dropping 20 gifted memberships. Perps, you absolute monster. You're going to Saturn. Perps is the man. If you got a gifted membership from Perps right now, please drop him a thank you. You know, an eggplant emoji, a thank you, a heart, a fire emoji. Whatever you feel is the way you want to express your gratitude to Perps for dropping gifted memberships and one that you got. Please let him know how you feel. Laporta to the moon. Laporta, go have a day. Laporta, go have a day. Laporta is an absolute monster. Okay, so that's that piece of news out of the way. We did we did some news on Rumble. The Rumble shows are always going to be slightly different. They're not going to be regurgitated content. Definitely going to get a ton of value out of watching all the channels that I have. Um, the Dynasty channel, the Rumble channel, and this main YouTube channel. I've got three main channels. The Rumble link is right here. If anybody wants to subscribe to my Rumble uh, uh, show, my Rumble show is pretty much daily. This this show is definitely daily. The the YouTube show, the main YouTube channel, this one you're watching right now. We're definitely daily. We're Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern every Monday through Friday. We're also live graveyard shift. We're also live whenever news breaks. Nothing is getting dialed back on this main YouTube channel. But if you're missing out on my rumble um channel as we grow that bad boy it's different content it's all unique content exclusively to rumble so you're missing out on brand new content you'll never see anywhere else it's only on rumble 
So go go sub- go subscribe or follow me on Rumble. Uh, we got how many people we got in here? We got 80, 80 to one hundred people. Hit that thumb up button. Only thirty three people have punched the thumb up button. Uh, Laporta is good to go for this game. Uh, Debo Samuel is also good to go. Uh, according to Kyle Shanahan, he was a full go in practice and will be in uh, in playing in the NFC Championship game against the Detroit Lions. So expect Debo to be a great play on underdog as well. Promo code Smitty. Link is pinned in the live chat. You can draft this man with confidence that he'll do well for you. Now, the Detroit Lions will probably try and shut down the run and Christian McCaffrey. So I do expect Debo to get utilized a a ton, especially on little short passes. That's the way for the Niners to maybe run against the Detroit Lions in a way that's in form of a pass. You know, short behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage passes to Debo Samuel screens. And uh, and uh, a pick or two, uh, so Debo's going to get a lot of work. I think a lot of yak yards, a lot of potential. Um, banged up, yeah. I, I don't think he's he's fully healthy, but I think he's going to give it a go. Now, now the Niners have got to be hopeful that, and they need him to win this game. Really, the Detroit Lions are playing tough. Uh, if they if they get him hurt though, they're going to need him more for this game. It's catch twenty two. You know, you play him here, you get him injured for this game, or he's a little bit beat up then you really get hurt because this team right here the baltimore ravens has your number and i know that the the nfl wants taylor swift in the super bowl but i think that the quarterback and mixed with the defense defense wins championships when the quarterback matches every other quarterback on the board this is a likely face-off between the niners and the ravens anything can happen i'm not ruling out the idea that the detroit lions continue to have their fairy tale extended uh, I'm not ruling out the fact that the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, and the referees against Baltimore will be able to top the Baltimore Ravens. They certainly have a lot on their side. But the Ravens against the Niners, and this is going to be a battle, just an absolute grit, gritty battle where this team has gotten one over on them the last time they met, and the defense is going to be hungry. They beat McCaffrey up. And he's worn down right now. So when we talk about McCaffrey and we say things like, uh, let's escape the NFL playoffs, the entirety of the Super Bowl. Let's walk into the offseason clean and then decide where we have McCaffrey, to be honest, because this is going to be one of the most gruesome games he's had all year. And he's banged up and at his end, they're going to they absolutely smashed him to pieces last time they played. So this is going to be a tough outing for McCaffrey. Uh, this is going to be a tough outing if if the Ravens win, which I think they will advance. It's going to be a tough outing for whichever team faces this Baltimore Ravens team. I feel like the Ravens have the momentum. I do. I feel like it, they're just a, a complete team right now. I, I, this is one of the most talented teams in the National Football League, the 49ers. I really, 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 really believe that. And quite honestly, I had them winning my bracket earlier. But if I'm revising it now, I just get a vibe. And I hate Blackbeard's seeing me say this because I love Blackbeard and I don't want to piss him off. Um, my mod, my moderator, Blackbeard to Saturn. Uh, but I, I just feel I have a, and I'm sure he's like he knows it's a tough game. It's not like I'm, it's not like he's oblivious to it. Uh, any anybody could win. Niners versus the Ravens. I mean, it's gonna be a bloodbath. I just think that, man, I don't know. You know, Shanahan's got to prove he can win the big game to me before I'm. I don't know. I don't know. Shanahan usually, whenever I count on him, he fails me. Whenever I doubt him, he does well. <laughs> so, I mean, congratulations on your Super Bowl there, uh, Blackbeard. I'm clearly throwing a little shade towards Shanahan's direction, and, you know, maybe that's going to be the trick and, and push you Niners over the edge. <sighs> it's 
gonna be rough. It's gonna be a rough game. Rough game on CMC. Rough game on everybody. They need this guy healthy. That's kind of what my point was. And uh, hopefully he comes out of this this Detroit Lion game where he's kind of you know he looks good in practice and everything, but getting hit is different. Hopefully he escapes unscathed and, and doesn't have. He's not more worse for the wear walking into the Baltimore game because then then it's gonna be problematic. Uh, so anyway, there's a, a piece of bad news, but not necessarily totally. We don't know that he's out or anything, but Isaiah Pacheco is questionable with an ankle and toe. The toe is clearly going to hamper him. He goes up against a very, very hungry and tough Detroit Lion run D that's going to say, Pacheco, do your worst. And he will try. Pacheco will literally, you know, uh, uh, no matter what, unless you take him off the field on a stretcher, he's going to go back out there and run his hardest on every play. So Pacheco, we love Pacheco. He was a moon man extraordinaire. We love this man, Pacheco. He did it, and he did it live. Pacheco did it live. Pacheco was a monster in 2023. He was one of our moon man. He delivered. He's probably a top 10 to 12, 10 to 14 running back in a lot of your eyes, and you're not wrong to want him there. I guess I want to pull the audience. Where are you drafting Pacheco? Running back 9, running back 10, 10, running back 11, running back 12, running back 13, running back 14, running back 15. Toss your running back ranking. List the name Pacheco and running back what? I'm going to drag your answers on screen. Let's pull the audience. Let's see where you have Pacheco. Because the concern would be, because look, he's banged up again. He runs so hard. He reminds me of, of Gronkowski and Kittle in terms of how he abuses his body. And I don't know that he's got a long shelf life. And so if you're in Dynasty, as much as I love him, as much as I love to see Moon Men graduates go on to do big things for a long, long time, I don't know that Pacheco's got more than a two to three year shelf life. I, I hate to say that. I love them. That's long enough in some dynasty circles. Your league with Bob and Grandma, that might not last three years anyway. So who the hell cares? But I'm just telling you, I don't know that I see this guy being a workhorse for seven years in the NFL. Because he is too abusive to his body. But it doesn't matter for 2024, right? So where are you? I mean, it does because he's always hurt. But where are you ranking him? I, I think anything around 9 or 10 is a little high. I think like 12, 13, 14 is fantastic. I think if he's your running, your 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 solid running back to, not even your high, high, high end running back to, I feel more comfortable with it. But I don't know that I I don't know that I could rank him any higher than like 11, 12, 13. And if I if I broke out all the RBs, I might find myself saying, you know what, never mind. Here he is, 10, 11. I can't, I can't find another running back I trust more than Pacheco. I love Pacheco. All I'm saying is be careful with him because he literally, if his arm was hanging off and they said, look, Pacheco, we can attach that and you can play next week. He'd say, just cut it off. I'll go out there with one arm. He doesn't care. He will break his own body to just get another yard. And while that's an admirable characteristic of a, of a player and a person really put put himself in front of everybody else it is reckless it's kind of like the running quarterback that doesn't know when to slide like Pacheco is just abusive to his own body and he's always banged up it, I, it's gonna be a tough you know a tough go anyway against this team and he's banged up so I'd say that I, I love Pacheco I do and I would draft him in underdog fantasy promo code Smitty link pinned in the live chat link in the description of the video code Smitty gets you and the links get you double up to $100 in your first deposit. Would I draft this man Pacheco in a in a in a week or a, a conference champion a, a, a NFC uh, AFC cha conference championship fantasy contest where it's just the championship games, it's the four teams involved? Would I draft him 
in this championship week fantasy football contest, you bet your bottom dollar I would. You bet your bottom dollar I want him in at least one league. Would I draft him in if I did 10 of them, all 10 of them? Hell no. Would I draft him in five of them? Probably not. Probably like two or three. 20%. My 20% rule for a very risky player seems to apply pretty well here because he's banged up and he's going up against the Lions that are going to try and chop his legs off. Okay, so very, 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 very tough play this week, no matter how you spin it. Perps with a $20 hauler. Perps with a $20 hauler. DeBolt with a $20 hauler. All pretty much at the same time, you absolute monsters. Let's go. Alert. Super chat alert. Look at you guys. You're absolute monsters. All three all three of you. Well, perps perps is all two of you. <laughs> perps dropping perps dropping wads. Where am I at? What screen am I at where I have that? Where is it? Is it here? Is it here? Is it here? No, there there it was. It was right right here. Uh Smitty, it's okay. Blackbeard can take it. He's a guy who gets it and doesn't get his feelings hurt. That's so. It's so funny that Perps will literally spend. He's such a monster. Gifted memberships to everybody in here. I hope you dropped your eggplant emoji or your your heart or your whatever to show gratitude to this man for dropping twenty gifted memberships a minute ago. But then after that, he just wants to have a conversation with Perps. It drops a twenty dollar hauler because he's an absolute gem. To Saturn. And then uh, Perps also says, uh, yeah, chat, listen to Terry and Blackbeard. Do it live. Please hit the thumbs up button. Uh, do it for a fearless leader. Smitty is putting in uh, uh, a ball. Book it. Uh, a ball comes from Ron Navy. I, I think he was trying to say best ball in an angry post one time in the chat. And he kept calling best ball beat a ball because his autocorrect kept making it say beat a ball. So now we, we, we make fun of that beat a ball reference. $20 holler from Perps. He gets two dances. Alert. Super chat alert. That's my boy Perps. And then we got another super chat from DeBalt. Says appreciation for Smitty. Uh, super chat. Thank you, DeBalt, for dropping the $20 hauler. DeBalt to the moon. DeBalt, my man. My main man, DeBalt. We're going to have to make DeBalt a mod here on this channel at some point, too. Mo appreciate you. We got DeBalt as a moderator on the Rumble channel. Good job, DeBalt. We also as a mod on the Dynasty channel. Maybe we'll easy win just because, you know, you're doing good work. You're doing good work. Matt O, appreciate you. Says, have you heard from Future Smitty lately? No, we do need to have a conversation. I'll tell you what. Future Smitty nailed everything on, on, on the head. I, I don't know if I have that somewhere in here. Future Smitty, where is it at? I mean, he 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 just nailed everything. Was an absolute uh, marvel with his predictions. I mean, it, it was crazy. I don't know if I could find Super uh, Super Smitty, uh, Future Smitty. Is this it? Is that it? Where Where is? And that's going to wrap up yeah, today's hey. show. Whoa, it's me. Hey, Smitty, it's me from the future. I'm, I'm calling you from 2024. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, no, hey. I'm tripping out here. This is like in Come down. Hold on. August or Listen July? Okay, take the hire on Jameer Gibbs, 580 yards rushing. I'm telling you, underdog is the best place to play fantasy football in 2024, let alone back in 2023. And I'm telling you, buddy, I'm telling you right now, Jameer gives 580 rushing yards over. Us. And whatever okay. you do, 
Whatever you do, pal, on the Patrick Mahomes. Bro, bro. Mahomes what, bro? Bro? Buddy, Smitty? Me? Hey, pal? What's going on here? Higher, lower on season rushing lines and passing yards and passing touchdowns. Go do the higher lows. They're phenomenal. And we draft Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday on Underdog. The link is in my bio on Instagram. The link is also in the description of almost every video. Underdog will match up to $100 dollar for dollar on your first deposit. So use the link. Get that $100 dollar for dollar bonus match, baby. Or use code Smitty. Draft with me Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes Sunday. Go prepare. Sign up now so you're not trying to do it last second. And go play a higher low. Jameer Gibbs, 580. I don't know how long that one's going to stay up there. Do I draft Mahomes or don't I? I mean, we did that in August, I think, or July or June or maybe earlier. You know, actually, it was a lot earlier. I think it might have been like June or July. But, you know, I wish I would have known what I was saying when when future Smitty said Mahomes and froze. We'll get him back on the show very, very soon and see what's in store. Call your boy Lau with the $20 hauler. What a freaking monster coming in strong. Thank you, Matt O, for the super chat, by the way. And call your boy loud, dropping a $20 holler. What a freaking monster. Let's go, bro. Alert. Super chat alert. That's my boy. Call your boy loud. Call your boy loud said, uh, although it's a... It's all fire. I think I'm loving the off-season content even more than the end-season. Absolutely love your dedication. Any thoughts on rumors of that Arthur Smith is expected to be the OC for whatever, wherever Vrabel lands? Uh, thank you very much. Call your boy loud. I promise you the off-season is better. If anybody's watching, we do more content. It's hard to imagine, I know, but if you're watching at all the last handful of weeks, you understand You know now, especially with the Rumble channel. You know, the Rumble channel, and I, I haven't been... Uh, the Dynasty channel... In the Rumble channel, I haven't been this excited in a while for both of these things. Um, Rumble channel, I just dropped in the live chat right there. I haven't been this excited in a while because I just think we're going to take over Rumble. And and again, I'm not doing just regurgitated content. Sometimes the topics are similar, but that doesn't that doesn't mean anything because so many things come up. It's an entirely different show. You might hear like a, a an angle or two that are kind of the same if it's the same type of topic that day, but I try and do something different and creative. So thank you, Call Your Boy Loud, for dropping the $20 hauler. Appreciate your appreciation, and get ready for more and more content, my boy. Uh, so Pacheco, probably going to play. My my sum total uh, thoughts here is he's probably going to play, but he'll play banged up, and he has a really, really tough matchup. So we'll see what happens. And I don't know that the Chiefs advance. Kirk Cousins is... Uh, ahead of schedule on his recovery. That'll be a very interesting conversation. And if you guys want to talk about where he lands, Mark Andrews, what a steal and underdog fantasy promo code Smitty link in the description link in the, the live chat pinned uh, code Smitty. What an interesting uh, player to draft on underdog right now. Cause he's kind of low. He's kind of, you know, low hanging fruit and you can get him, especially when you're drafting in like a, a draft that has four people in it or three and you can wait on a tight end and let everybody scoop up the other guys, and you can come in and get uh, Mark Andrews, and it works out pretty well. So kind of an interesting approach, but he should be back, and that just bodes well for the for the team that I think is going to probably win it anyway at this point. A team I didn't have ranked you know, to win it all at the beginning of the playoffs, to be honest. 
appreciate you all dial in. Phone lines are open. Let's do it live. King K talk, Debo talk, Pacheco talk, Kirk Cousins talk, coaching carousel talk, NFL draft talk, coaching carousel talk right there. As you can see, we've got two spots left, Seattle and Washington. We've got Raheem Morris in Atlanta. We've got Harbaugh in L.A. We've got uh, Canales in, in, in Carolina. we got Callahan in Tennessee, Mayo in New England, and Pierce in Las Vegas. Pierce is really, because he was interim, we put him there. Like where McCarthy, you know, didn't get fired. So, I, you know, Sirianni didn't get fired. So we didn't put them on the board. But I felt like Las Vegas deserved to be on here because they were in a true co- coaching search. And they just, you know, settled on Pierce. So these were the teams to me that that felt the most uh, in the conversation of of coaching carousel, coaching tracker conversation. And we've got two spots left, Seattle and Washington. I said last night that I thought Vrabel was likely to go here. The word is today he's not. And if I had to guess today, um, I don't know if we have uh, Huffman in here. And I gave Huffman a prediction that it was going to be Vrabel earlier. I'm going to say it's McDonald. I'm going to say... It's uh, it's McDonald. I think they, you know, obviously wait until after everything is decided or whatever. But I think McDonald is is potentially the next head coach of. Uh, let me hit the coaching tracker board. Um, yeah, McDonald. Uh, I was seeing if I spelled that right. McDonald uh, is the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, in my opinion. That, that if I had to guess, I think he's going to be. And I think Ben Johnson is going to be the head coach of the Washington Commanders. So that that's how I predict it all to actually unfold at the end of the day. And uh, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But I think that what's going to end up happening is the highest performing coach really here left on, on, the, on the board, essentially. At the end of the day, that's available. That, that will be the one that everybody's seeking and, and Seattle will end up landing. It'll be interesting, too, because we'll have a similar kind of vibe as the Raheem Morris vibe, right? Who's going to be brought in? What are they going to do? What mind is going to be attached to McDonald? Will he bring in his in-house guys from Baltimore? Will he bring in somebody that that will take things over? And we'll have to look at that. But I think that's probably what it what it's looking like. Uh, dial into the show. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial into the show. We'll talk about whatever you want. I don't know how long we'll be here today. We've been live for already 40 minutes. We'll we'll definitely go about an hour at least, but we may not go a two or three hour show because we'll probably be back on the Dynasty channel tonight. And if I can, I'll be back to do live drafts, underdog fantasy, promo code Smitty right here. Everybody right here. So dial into the show if you want to get on here and talk a little foosball. Um... Hit me with it. Hit me with it. Appreciate all you. Belichick and Vrabel start expansion team. So, want me to tell you the, the rumor that, that's going around right now. Bill Belichick will be the Kansas City chief coach after Reed retires after one more season. So, that that's one of the rumors that's out there. I'm not saying it'll be true, but that's what people are saying in a lot of circles right now. But everybody's trying to predict everything. Uh, Michael CPA celebrating his 19-month membership. Appreciate you, my boy. My boy. Uh, Gifted memberships from Perps like crazy. Thank you very much. Um, 
perps with 20 gifted memberships, says Blackbeard. Blackbeard just celebrating perps' glory. Perps is such a, a maniac, a monster. We've got uh, we got Left Behind Times uh, gifted a membership from perps. I'm just going through everybody's messages. Thomas says, uh, best content there. There is second offseason here. Let's go. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate that. I'm going to try and get to my my gifted members or my um, uh, membership questions more often. I'm sorry if I neglect those. Thank you for reminding me. Thank you for reminding me. So what do you guys think about that that rumor of Reed retires after one more year and Bill Belichick becomes the, the head coach of the, the KC Chiefs? I mean, it's just, like I said, something that's been getting passed around um, Twitter and or X. Uh, Perps with another 20 gifted memberships. To Saturn. I think. Or is that old? No, that's new. Perps, good God. Perps to the moon. Uh, Alex, you're live. Then Ethan, uh, mute real quick, Ethan, if you could. Alex, go ahead. Yo, what's up, Smitty? What up? Hey, so I'm in a keeper league. Uh, I just made a comment right now. I got offered a Devon Achan for a for a third round for my third round pick in a keeper league. The draft picks don't matter, so we're pretty much keeping our first four four our first four players, whatever four what, players. Bro, so why are you calling me then? Like, like how how <laughs> how are you? Like, what are you really debating? You're telling me you keep your you keep four players. So the pick uh-huh. that you're being offered is not even the fifth rounder. Like if you have, it's essentially, it's essentially a seventh, huh? Yeah, yeah, essentially a seventh rounder. So your picks one through four, everybody's keeping four guys. In a nutshell, that's like you're starting in round five. You're not even talking about round five. You're not even talking about round six. You're talking uh-huh. about your seventh round <laughs> pick, and you're asking me if you should trade it for Devon Achan. Let me tell you something, bro. I would give that that first rounder for him. You. What are you talking about? HN to the moon, and, bro. And, and if I keep him, I'll pretty much, I, I won't be able to keep Nico College. I'd rather, would, rather keep HN over Nico College. Yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah. where, are you, where are you drafting Nico? Set her down, boys. Right there, right there. That's good. Devon HN, please report to your shuttle to Saturn. Your shuttle is leaving. Prepare for departure. Touchdown probability high. Uh, I'm gonna send you on a little bit of a lap. Just for, like, look, it's a good lap to take because you're in a very good yeah, position. Yeah. So, like, be proud of right. it. But you're, you're going. I, I, I appreciate it, Smitty. Okay, so, um, yeah, if he changes his mind and, and ups the price, just do whatever. <laughs> Get I mean, done. he said he sent he sent it to me right now. Like, it's on, well, I, I accept it. Click accept right now. Accept it. Then you can take a victory lap after you take your big fat lap. But I, I would right, I would say like. Um, the Nico part, like, does that suck? Sure, but you could draft Nico Collins back a lot easier than you can draft Achan back because Achan's going to go in like the top twenty overall picks, if not the top fourteen or wherever. It depends who you're drafting with. Whereas Collins is probably not going. I mean, could he go in the late second round? Could somebody get crazy? I think that's too early anyway. But like, you have a better chance of getting both of them, you know, or a player you yeah. like as much as Collins. So it's not going to matter. Achan, Achan for a even a fifth rounder equivalent would be a steal, yeah. and you're getting it for a seventh, bro. It's a no brainer. God. All right, Smitty. I appreciate it, bro. All right, bro. Thanks. Later. All right. Thanks. Call back if you got another one. Uh, let's go over yeah. to Ethan, the negative, and then to Travis. And I got to hold up quickly. I got Terry Roberts with a super chat. Terry, we're glad to see you, pal. Smitty, I was one of the 44 on Rumble last night. Look, the first 44 people, we, we're calling them the 44. 
because we, we have like about 40 to 44 people that are in every Rumble live stream so far. I think we've done four live streams on there, so we're on video four. We've only we're only on episode four on Rumble, and we've we've we had we have about 40 44 people that are in there every time we're calling the 44. You know who you are if you're a member of the 44, the OGs that have been there from the beginning. And so, like right now, we you know I know we don't have. In the offseason, we have a lot less people in here, like 72 people here during the season. I fully expect us to be in the four, five, six hundreds per show during the season, like or during like August on every show we do. I'll, I'll be upset with myself if I don't have 500 plus the entirety of every single live stream on this channel. This is the dead offseason. We got 74. I, I know on Rumble to have 40 when we just started, we're on episode four is fantastic. And so those 44 people should be proud of themselves because they're they're the ground floor like it, you know there are a few people that are the ground floor here and you you know when, like when alex cruz comes in here alex cruz gets his flowers because he's literally like patient zero on this channel uh silver rapture is literally in the top 10 of the ogs of this channel silver rapture has been with me from the very beginning um so he's a 10 you know he or he he's maybe number five um, but, but thanks to the 44 on rumble. And I want all you to be a part of the rumble, the rumble show. Uh, thank you, Terry. Appreciate you, Terry to the moon. All right, go ahead, Ethan. I'm sorry. I forgot you were there. Oh. Uh, Smitty, I was thinking about what Travis said about, uh, Morris with the two years and it's going to be a, a diff- it's, I mean, it's harder than like a situation the floor walked into with, uh, Rogers, but for quarterback, I, they got three options. They could go. Um, they could go. Russell Wilson, who he did come in better shape this year, but I mean, it's eventually you know the wheels are going to fall off. You know, it's an old older veteran. They could go the draft, which you know I don't I don't know anything about you know Michael Penix Jr. I, I don't watch college because otherwise my wife would probably leave me. You know what I mean? But um, I think go for Fields. I do uh, some kind of uh, some kind of uh, what is it, additional it, deal? Is this the first show you've watched in a while? Because <laughs> you think it's I, look, hey, there, it's you're right. I know you like Pettix Junior, but like, no, 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 I, I no, seen no, him. no. I, you know I mean? I'm I just saying I don't we know if he's good. No, I'm just saying we talk about these all the time. I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that like yeah, of course, of course, it's Fields or it's Russell Wilson. Maybe Cousins is even in this conversation too. But or it's a rookie. Like those are the three options. But we talk about that like almost every night. So that's what I'm saying. You come in here like I've got I'm like like as if as if we well, haven't heard I'd this. Say go field. I I mean, what would fields probably cost? Look, I like I said, I don't think you've been I'm in the last money. like four shows because I've been going on a rant about how the Atlanta Falcons should 100% trade this eight overall for fields, or how the Seattle Seahawks should trade this number 16 overall for fields, or how. Uh, the, you know, Denver Broncos might even get that aggressive because they're moving on from Russell Wilson. How do you move on from Russell Wilson? When you really think about the logic here and break it down, if, if, if Sean Payton said that they're moving on essentially, right? Mm. What do you do? How do you go above? Because Russell, as you said, he's not a bum. So you're literally putting yourself in a box. If you're like, we're moving on from Russell Wilson. Okay. Well, who's there? 
I mean, maybe a rookie, sure, that's an option, but at 12, that's not a good spot. McCarthy, maybe if you're lucky. Penix Jr., if you're bold enough, and I am, I know I would be, but but what else are you going to do? It's it. May, they're going to maybe get ultra-aggressive and go get Justin Fields. So all I'm saying to you is you're right. You're not wrong on this. I'm just saying you, you must miss a lot of shows because I go on rampages saying that the Atlanta Falcons should yeah. trade the eight overall for Fields. Straight up. I don't even need a compensation pick. They might be able to get it, though. Some people come in here and they're like, Fields is worth a second rounder at best. Like, get out of here. You know, these these teams need a quarterback bad. Fields is a big, big option. He's worth the eight overall pick. I don't even care if I'm overpaying. I don't want any competition. I would just get it done. Sometimes in fantasy football, I'm an overpayer. I'll, I'll send an offer out that's just a little bit too good. I mean, you can ask uh, some of the guys like, I don't know, maybe Travis would say yes and no sometimes. I do try and get a good deal sometimes, but I do try and overpay. Like, I think anybody's watched me trade in the in the, in the the Marsmen League, I do try to overpay. There have been some good trades that I've done, I'm not going to lie, but some of those were offered to me. But I do try and like, like even with Rock Out, when we did a trade and I gave him Aaron Jones and he gave me Walker and Charbonnet and everybody thought I ripped him off. I gave him JSN. I gave him all. I gave him like five guys, six guys to make sure he felt like he was getting enough. And Aaron Jones went and exploded, and then he got hurt. But Aaron Jones was the one that was going to be the best out of all of them. Then he got injured. But point is, as a GM, I would do the same thing. I would overpay to get it done. I would just say, look, I don't want to mess mm-hmm. around. You've got. I would even. Co- this is how I'd negotiate too. I'd be like, you have eight minutes to accept. And I'd be like, number eight overall. <laughs> you know, give Fields, bring him in, and, and and do it live. Yeah. I agree. Uh, what do you think? You were talking about uh, fandom and everything. What do you think about uh, – I've seen it both ways. Like, this is a family fantasy football show. Instead, you get those, like, drunk college football fans who – you know, they go, Josh Allen sucks. Donkey Kong sucks. You know, that's, that's the way they sound. Uh, or even the Brock Purdy thing. Like, you're being honest. Like, hey, uh, I, I have him right there with, like, maybe Baker. You know what I mean? And then, oh, my gosh. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know it's, I, don't, I don't get it, you know. Well, I, I, just think, I just think it depends on who you're talking to. Like, if I go on Raj's Live on Instagram with 450 Niner fans, and I tell them that Josh Allen is better than Purdy, they're not just disagreeing with me. They're flabbergasted. <laughs> they're flabberg- they're flabbergasted. <laughs> so who are you talking to? And there's nothing wrong with that. They're, they're diehard fans that love their, their team, and that's fine. But you go into another circle, and you're like, okay, Purdy's... Like, all I ever said about Purdy was he's not a top-five quarterback. And everybody gets so bent out of shape over it. Like, look at the numbers. Look, it doesn't matter what the numbers are. I'm telling you what I believe him to be. I don't care if the numbers support it. I don't. You could make an argument that he played like a top five quarterback this year, and then now we can have a conversation. But when you say, is he for the future a top five quarterback, I could give two shiats whether he played like one or not this year because next year is going to be different. He almost folded. In that, that last contest against the Green Bay Packers, and had he not had a successful drive, I'm not saying he's garbage. I'm not. I'm telling you, Brock Purdy yeah. to me is a top 10 quarterback. That's a that's a nice accolade from, from your boy Smitty. I'm not crapping on him at all, but he's not Josh Allen. He'll never be Josh Allen. 
He'll never be Jalen Hurts, and that one stings so bad because a Niner fan goes, oh my God, you don't watch football, do you? Jalen Hurts was already figured out. They put him, they, they dismantled him, put him back in the box and sent him back to college. He's done. He's absolutely done. He's figured out. It's just, you're, it depends who you talk to, bro. It depends who you talk to. If I'm a GM and I'm starting a team today and I have no players on my team, it's not about fit, Shanahan, McCaffrey. It's not about fit. And I'm building a team from scratch. And you say, do you want Purdy or Hurts? I say, give me Hurts now. Do you want Josh? Josh Allen. Do you want uh, uh, Mahomes? Of course. What are we, we, an idiot? Like Mahomes for sure. Do you want... Mm -hmm. AR5. Look, you could start debating there, but I take AR5, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think a, an, an astute person that's not connected to one specific team and has the fandom infecting their thinking will also go, I get it, I get it. But no, not a person of a, a fan of a team. They're going to be like, what? Oh my God, AR5? Are you kidding me? Didn't you see what? We're in the we're in the, uh, the NFC Championship game. And it's like, I'm not talking about the NFC Championship game 2023 slash 2024. I'm talking about building a team from scratch. I don't want Brock Purdy over Anthony Richardson. I'm sorry. Well, luckily, they're I not handling like the money because the list goes on and on. Of You know, you got Don Mikowski, uh, Eric Kramer, 107-year-old uh, Randall Cunningham. You know, what, you're going to pay those guys, you know, money because they put up MVP numbers like Scott Mitchell for the Lions? I mean, it's just like... People, be realistic. I'll just tell, bro. He's a good quarterback. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus because I don't like when people do that. But I'm just telling you, you'd be shocked at some of the people I talk to in the Niner fan base that are up and down every week, and they act like he's great, and then you know, shit hits the fan for for a half a quarter, and they're like, "Oh man, he is folding," and then it's back to he's the best. It's like you know what it reminds me of. Half of the Niner fan base was vicious against Debo Samuel when he held out. Uh, let him go. He's trash. Trade him. Get rid of him. Uh, now he's now he's everybody's savior again. Like it's just it's fandom, and I appreciate it. I understand it, but let's you know I know what time it is. You know, and I especially love it when, when a when a Niner fan or somebody thinks I'm trashing Purdy. I'm not. I just called him a top 10. To, he's a top 10 to 12 quarterback. I know that 12 probably pissed off a lot of people too. They're like, what? He just took away two spots? He's top 10 to 12 to me. Top 10 to 12. That is very respectable. And I know it pisses off a lot of people, but I'm not crapping on Purdy. I'm not calling him garbage. Jimmy G was garbage. And I was right on that. Jimmy G was garbage. He's not a top 32 quarterback. You know what Niner fans said to me? Niner fans said to me, you're crazy if you think Jimmy G is not a starting quarterback in the National Football League. He's not number 32. And he's not. He wasn't. I was right. Purdy is definitely in the top 10 to 12. Like, he's a good he's a good quarterback. But that's where he is right now. If you took Purdy out and put him in Carolina right now with no support, he would fold like a chair. It is what it is. That doesn't, that doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback, but I'm just saying he is not invincible. He is Brock Purdy... He is who he is. He's in an amazing offense. You can't separate situation from player. He is a top 10 to 12 quarterback. Is he a massive talent that that is that is going to transcend through the, the sport for for a, a decade and a half and just turn into a top five Hall of Fame quarterback? I do not think so. And I think had he not 
had he faltered on that last Green Bay drive, or that drive against Green Bay, we would be talking about how, what are they doing at quarterback? Not to mention, keep in mind that report came out that the Niners tried to bring Tom Brady out of retirement, and they told Brock Purdy, you will be going to the bench if he decides to play football for us, and Brady did not want to return. And, yeah. and and Brock was kind of like, he said he was okay with it, but down deep he was pissed off because he's like, I just went out and proved myself. So just letting people know that it's not like everybody and their, and their mothers believed in this kid from the beginning, and there's wavering that goes on. He's a good quarterback, and he's in a great system, and right now he's a top 10 to 12 quarterback. But I don't think talent-wise, or if you put, plucked him out and put him somewhere else, he would do the same thing. That doesn't mean anything, though. Like you, we don't know, yeah. uh, and, and all this stuff about well, Josh Allen doesn't do this, Josh. Allen. Like you're gonna tell me, Dan Marino isn't one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, because Dan Marino wasn't winning Super Bowls. Like get out of here. Yeah. I, I woke up and Josh Allen was running for a 50 yard touchdown on the Chiefs. So you woke like, oh up. Gosh, what were you sleeping for during the game? All right, hey. I was in a. I was in a Oh, did I ask you to say one other thing about yeah, San Francisco? Yeah, hurry, hurry up. They Go put ahead. up that stat that they had 51 games straight without a 100-yard rusher. And that reminded me of when they were attacking Rodgers. He said, how many years has San Francisco had a prolific defense with no Super Bowls? I mean, that's like, that's insane. 51 straight games until Aaron Jones. I mean, come on. Yeah. So. All right. Hey, appreciate you. Later. And, and, and for all my Niner people in here, Blackbeard especially, I'm not. I'm not. I just want you to know, I don't hate Brock Purdy. He's a he's a really good quarterback. He. I just just because I don't view him as a top five guy, and that's where my, my like I guess passionate answer comes from is I'm trying to take him back out of that tier that people are trying to force him into. It's not Brock's fault that everybody's calling him a top five quarterback. You know that's unfair to him because then it has people like me. People like uh, some ESPN commentators that people are really upset with right now that are saying that he's not an elite quarterback and everybody gets mad. Well, it's because people keep putting him in a, in a too high of a tier and everybody's got to tear him down to size. You know, it's like it's not his fault. If you just say, hey, he's a top 10 quarterback, no one would have a problem. And everybody complaining that there's this Brock hate and nobody else would get this hate. Give me a break. You don't think Aaron Rodgers has been ridiculed his entire career or this guy Lamar Jackson who not a single team went after when he had the lowest franchise tag at a two-round tender. Nobody wanted him. Give me a break. Brock Purdy's not the only quarterback that's that's facing constant criticism. Give me a break. Uh, uh, what's up, uh, Travis? Appreciate you. Hey, um, You're left. it's kind of a, a side thing, but uh, I was just reading about, you know, the case on... Uh, booty thing with his like nine thousand bets he made or whatever. Yeah. Did you see that? He was busy. Um, yeah, he, he had to have been playing bookie for other underage people too. Yeah, I don't so know what like, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. The depressing thing though, like I get the draft can be a crapshoot when you get to that point, but just I was just looking at that draft and uh, ten picks before him is where Pukanaku was taken. Yeah. Kind of depressing. Oh, man. Uh, thank you, Blackbeard. Appreciate you. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I was, I was calling. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Puka Nakua was. He, he wasn't that hard to see coming as a good player. Like, even when he got drafted, we had a lot. We, we talked about him a lot from a best ball perspective. I know everyone thinks so. I didn't like him. 
I loved him in the offseason from a very late best ball perspective. And then I admit, coming off of week one, I didn't think he would sustain what he was doing coming out of week one. And I quit, but I quickly adjusted and adapted. I even put him on a, an angle, like you know, peeking out for like a couple weeks, just to to pay my dues for for doubting him coming out of week one. Um, not doubting him as a player, just doubting him to be wide receiver one all year long. I admit that was one miss that I had recognizing that would stay. But we loved him from a late perspective. I drafted him in a lot of best ball drafts. I had him on one of those teams that I that I did fairly well with and finished pretty good. Um, I think it was the the one where I was at 60th or whatever. Um, but P- Puka Nakua is, you know, he was a great talent. Like coming out, we he was there was a lot of people hyped on him. You know, there's always Puka Nakua comments in the in the chat, and we would say, yeah. "Hey, take Puka Nakua at the end of the draft." He was a great late of the late draft steal. Um, yeah, it's it's weird that so many teams didn't think he was gritty, and when you watch the the footage of the Rams, McVay, and the boys talking about. Puka Nakua, they were just like, this guy's got it. This guy's got what we want. He's grit. He's got grit. He's hardcore. His motor never stops. He's going to do what we want and be where we need him to be. It's exactly how they use him. And that's what gets me so excited about because that whole that whole room, including, including this man, Zach Robinson, that whole quarterback coach, um, I know Raheem Morris, you know, is is a part of all that, but he's you know defensive coordinator. But he has worked with offenses. It's not like he doesn't know what he's doing with it. But just I'm excited about what I think Zach, if if Zach, if Zach Robinson does become the OC in Atlanta, which I think is near a foregone conclusion, but we'll find out. I'm yeah. so excited about Drake London because Drake London's going to be this man, mm-hmm. Zach Robinson's Puka Nakua, Drake right. London to the moon. Yeah, to the moon. That, I, I hope he goes there. I mean, as, as much as I'd like to have him with the Patriots or whatever, I just the Patriots have to rebuild anyway. So um, that was actually the other thing I was calling on to ask you because I don't know much about him, and I know I know we have some Lions fans that probably know about him. Um, the Patriots are interviewing. I think a couple other teams might too. The um, pass game coordinator, I guess is what he was, Tanner Engstrand. Do you know anything about him? Um, There's rumors he could become he could become the new Lions offensive coordinator, but I guess he's also taking interviews around, and I was curious to know, is he a big part of that, or is that thing Ben Johnson's baby, or do you think he could build off of that? Or? I, I think uh, it's hard to know, really. There's, it's not like um, it's not like we have a whole lot of information on like how how much say he has and like what he's right you know but but I definitely think you got to like I'm excited about Zach Robinson um you got to be excited about what what can the transference of what this guy's learned and usually not always but usually when you are a coach in a coaching tree you transcend that that teaching and what you've learned there Sometimes coaches go to a place like that to learn because they respect and want to learn that craft. You know, it's not like you in other jobs and workplaces where you just go and you're like the whole time you're there, you totally disagree. You want to do a different thing. You probably wouldn't be a fit for you. Probably go somewhere else. So like that's why coaching trees. A lot of times you see it all transcend from one coach and it just kind of rebirth of the thinking and, you know, some different thinking. But I think anytime you've got somebody coming from a successful system that's seen it, and you you got to trust the process. Like I don't think they'd interview a guy that that didn't have a heavy hand in in some of it, or at least, you know, he's gonna obviously right. interview convey himself in a certain way. Like Raheem Morris was, who's blowing this Atlanta Falcons 
organization away in his interviews. Arthur Blank reportedly wanted Bill Belichick, I think, a little more. But the rest of the decision makers of this Raheem Morris hiring was like, no, this is this is the guy. And, you know, it, it was it, it's interesting at how many people let me see if I can pull up the uh, the tweet. But it's interesting how many people have said negative things about Raheem Morris and how Raheem Morris isn't bringing a whole lot to the table. But when you ask his teammates, when you ask his teammates how good of a coach he is, if you ask his teammates, mm-hmm. all they do is say absolutely phenomenal things about him. Let me let me try and pull up this. Uh, I think I got it here somewhere. Let me try and yeah. find it. A lot of guys struggle their first time around coaching too. I, 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 people forget that a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of guys take them one time around to, to get a hold of things, and sometimes they're not in quite the right place. You know, some other guys are just good coordinators, and that's what it ends up being. But I don't see any reason why he, he doesn't deserve a shot. I mean, he's no, definitely like, paid his dues, and like everyone J- likes him, like you said. Everybody running their mouth about how he is a bad hire, he's got a bad track record. Like Jalen Ramsey, this guy's been in L.A. for the three years. He's had much success there, and Jalen Ramsey and this entire organization went to bat for him. And said, and right. Jalen Ramsey said the Falcons got uh, one of, if not the best coach in the NFL for real. And I'm not saying that it's, there's not some blindness to that. He's got a little bit of blinders on for him, but it, it goes a long way. And when you hear the reports that the Rams organization or all, all these coaches, McVay, everybody, literally went to bat for him. They didn't just give him a good, re, you know, review or or you know recommendation. They actually went to bat. And helped make it happen. They said you are getting somebody that it's his time, and 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 everybody that acts like just because he failed with the Bucks means he can't come around and do it again. You got a real. I think you got you're, that's closed minded. That's closed minded to assume that just somebody's story, you know, a decade ago is going to absolutely tell the story about them now. Like you can just transfer all that over and act like he's going to be a garbage coach. Like he didn't learn something along the way. And when you have players coming to bat for him and the entire organization saying he is absolutely the hire and we hate to lose him, but we want to go to bat for him, that says so much. That means that these players are going to love him. He's a player's coach. Uh, everybody loves him, and he's going to get the most out of everybody. And if he brings in if, – if his players and his organization love him that much, what are the odds that Zach Robinson adores this man the same? Does anybody really think he's going to pass on Zach Robinson going over to a different team and not having Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, the number eight overall pick to either trade for Fields or draft his quarterback his way? No, you, there's not a lot of fresh starts everywhere where you get to go pick your own quarterback. Zach, Zach is a quarterback coordinator. And, and, and he is going to want his quarterback his way. And he gets to do that. There's no quarterback here. So it, it's such a right. good fit. That's why I think Zach Robinson's a shoe-in. <clears throat> Not to mention that he probably loves Raheem Morris and their rapport is amazing. Well, and it's like if you look at it, he was, he was in Tampa from 2009 to 2011. That's 14 years ago. And he was 33 when he got the head coaching job. That's young. Perps yeah, I think the, he's like 46 or 47 now. You know? Perps with a, t- a $20 holler. Alert. Super chat alert. $20 super chat.
Perps, I'm sorry about the delay on that one. I, I put it up on screen and I forgot. Perps says, chat, we need to do better. Smash it for your boy. Please hit the thumb up button. Thank you, Perps. We got 73 to 80 people popping in and out. 63 thumbs up. Hit that button. Appreciate you, Perps. Thanks. Uh, Travis, what else you got? I'm probably going to call it a little short today just because we're going to come back and do a Dynasty live stream and try and do another main channel draft session on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. So, guys, sign up now. The link's pinned in the live chat. Link's in the description of the video. The link inserts code Smitty for you. You could also insert code Smitty if you download the app on your own and you're you're, you're not going to hit that link. Um, They'll double your first deposit up to $100. Uh, Minimum, I think, is $10. So, if you put in $10, they'll give you $10. So, you'll have $20. And there's $3, $5 drafts. We're going to go have a blast. And where are you going to draft Laporta? Um, Anything else, Travis? Um, just, just in regards to fantasy, I, I wanted to ask you. Um, I know they could want to hold on to him because he's still young, but would you see um, Sam Howell having any value if he went somewhere else? Mm. Because I mean, as, as, as much as he fell off at the end, he he was a top ten quarterback for half of half of the year. So is that just a flash in the pan and you don't think he's got much of a ceiling? Or? I don't know. I, I think he'd be better than Ritter. Yeah, it's hard to read for me. He'd be better than Ritter and guys like that. But past that, I mean, no, I don't want I don't want him. I, I liked him. He had a lot of upside. He did very well for, for a while. He was definitely pulling his weight in super flex. He was, him and Jordan Love were my winner league super flex sleeping giant monsters. Right. And Howell did really well for a while. Like, he was in the top, like, 10 quarterbacks for a big chunk of the season. Right. And, um, yeah, he did very, very well. But I, I think what ended up happening, in my mind at least, is he he proved to be, I don't know, this is a bad example, but it's for some reason an example that sticks in my head is, like, he felt like Taysom Hill for tight ends, you know, like, like but for quarterbacks, you know, just like he was good when he's on the field, he's good. You know, no, he's not going to go anywhere else and thrive necessarily. He's not going to become something amazing. And when he's getting the opportunities, he's good. You know, and I, we've always loved Taysom Hill on this channel. Um, I like Howell a lot. I just think he's never gonna he's never gonna be a long term option anywhere. I, it could be, but I doubt it. It, it. He'd have to go to a really unique yeah. scenario. I could change my yeah, mind. Like, let, let's say Atlanta traded for him and he was their starting quarterback. Like, I, I, I could say to myself, look, he, he did well at times. So I could get behind it. If somebody like Zach Robinson, QB coordinator for the Rams, potential new OC for the Falcons, if he saw something in him, and we already saw something in him, we did, and I think he delivered it, then I, I would maybe give it another look. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not willing to close the door, but yeah. I, I certainly wouldn't bet on it. Is what I, the best way I could describe it? Yeah, because I, I guess the bottom line was it was, just, it was hard for me to tell. Like, is this a guy who you know might be able to develop if he if he got a place that believed in him? Yeah, I, I just don't know if he's if he showed quite enough for a place to believe in him. Like, I think him and O'Connell know, like stick him stick him with good weapons. Yeah, you know, him work, and but. him and Aiden O'Connell in Las Vegas—they feel very similar. They, they're very decent quarterbacks for sure. Like they'll have a long backup, you know, career if, if mm-hmm. they stay in the league, if they want to play and be a backup. They got a, a lot of potential to be backup quarterback for a handful of years. Like they're really, they're solid. You know, Aiden O'Connell's, you know, and even Aiden O'Connell might develop. He really could, and Hal could, but they they both would need to be in ideal scenarios. And I don't know that either are currently 
You know, and not to mention, as I've said before, I mean, this guy, Adam Peters, is such a, a marvel. Uh, and and uh, I, this is my prediction. These are not... I'm going to move uh, McDonald. I think McDonald's the new head coach at Seattle by in, in a very short period of time. Johnson, I think, will be Washington. Um, I think Peters is going after a monster. I also think Raheem Morris with, yeah. with Zach Robinson is going after a monster, too. And these could be rookies. JD5 is my favorite pick for Washington. And as I keep telling people and beating a dead horse, and I, I probably should clip this because I know eventually I'm going to need it, we're going to see everybody and their mother talking about JD5 is the new Lamar Jackson. It's all you're going to hear because Lamar is going to go on the big stage and show everybody that's the quarterback type you want. This is the only guy, JD5, that is that is doing it. The Saturn Men. One small step for man, one giant leap for Saturn. This guy is, is the closest thing to Lamar Jackson that we've seen in a long, long, long time. So closest thing to Lamar Jackson, he will be being talked about like crazy. And if he if he has a good, you know, workout like I think he will be, his value is gonna skyrocket. I want him in Atlanta too, but I don't think he'll fall. I think his value is gonna skyrocket. I know we don't we don't really know, but I, I keep seeing that uh, a lot of people think Washington takes May and JD five ends up with the Patriots possibly. They could. They could. I don't know. Like that, that's what I've seen a lot of places. I mean, I'd be excited. I'd be happy with either of them. Yeah, but, I, I think you know uh, May's definitely good enough that if he ends up being Washington's guy, I'm fine with that too. I think that's good for Washington. Uh, I, I'm fine with JD five in New England now that Bill's not there. It's not my ideal spot for him, but could the spot grow around him now that Bill's not there to to like you know hamper him? Maybe. All right, Travis, appreciate you. I'll see you on the, the Dynasty channel tonight, and maybe we'll return here for some live drafting on the main channel. All right, later. All right, later, bro. Uh, super chat here by, who is this? Who's dropped? Thomas dropping a super. Thomas, appreciate you. Dynasty Superflex trade Sam Howell in a 2.12 for, for Wicks. Mm, I don't know. I like Wicks, but... I'd probably rather keep the pick in Howell and a super flex and just hold that extra emergency quarterback situation because, I don't know, that that's not horrible to just hold on to. I appreciate your super chat, bro. I would, I would, I don't think that's enough to, to make me move. I, I don't love the trade on either side, though, just to be honest. Uh, appreciate you all. I will see you all probably tonight. As we draft, you guys absolutely rock. Don't forget my Rumble show. Subscribe or follow, I guess is what you say on Rumble. Follow my Rumble show. It's right here. Hit that link right this second. Hold on, let me drop it in here. Hit that Rumble show. Follow. Uh, be a part of the Rumble uh, revolution because your boy is going to take over Rumble. And it has nothing to do with dialing back this channel at all. This is this is just me trying to out... Not trying. This is me outworking every single person. And I don't say that in a in a cocky way. I'm just saying that because I you know, I think we we as a community outwork everybody. You guys are a part of this. You gotta be here. For me to have success, you guys gotta be watching. So the way I look at it is we do it together, but no one's gonna outwork us. Nobody. Nobody. That's why we have two channels on YouTube, the Dynasty channel, the main channel. And this Rumble channel, which is going to take over the Rumble world, 
and we're going to be the number one. I already feel like we are just when you watch us, but the number one news and fantasy channel on Rumble, and we're doing it live. Appreciate you all. Uh, Mark says, Smitty, don't forget my membership question. Let's see what it is. Let me go look for it. Membership question. Mark, nine-month membership. Congratulations, pal. HN 8th or Gibbs in the 3rd. Probably HN, but, you know, you can't go wrong there. I would probably go HN in, in the 8th, though. But it's really, really close. Show loves you back, pal. Appreciate you. Uh, I, I would definitely make sure you have other, other shares of Gibbs. I don't mind Gibbs in the in the third, though. It's really good value. At some point, you can't really worry too much about, like, how much value is this one over the other. You almost got to take the player that makes you, you know, like, like Gibbs in round three helps you dominate. Like, you're dominating right away from that. You don't necessarily need to do the A-chan thing as well. Like, you could draft A-chan back with Gibbs. I don't know. Chat, what do you think on that? Vote on that one for, for our boy. Would you rather have A-chan in the eighth round or Gibbs in the third? I, I lean A-chan by a hair because I just think that value is crazy. You know, and at the end of the day, who you get in round three could still be like Mahomes or or Hurts. You know what I mean? So if you could get Hurts and A-chan for just Jameer Gibbs, who's a third rounder, that's huge, bro. Like that is that is huge. A chan and hurts. A chan and and a quarterback like that. I like to look at the quarterback because I feel like that's something that you can tangibly say is is just an X factor like addition for it. You know, A chan and hurts over just Gibbs is a, is a smash to me. But you you can't you can't. The chat seems to like Gibbs, 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 Gibbs. There's four, four votes in in a row for Gibbs. Uh, Birdman says A chan, but I think if you look at it from the perspective I just mapped out, pretty hard argument. You know, Hertz and Achan. Like, even if, let's say, Achan craps the bed, you still have Hertz to go up against Jameer Gibbs in a in a one-on-one battle to try and get your value back. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's insane value when you really break down the what, what it affords you to do. I'll see you all later. Live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m., fantasy football. I know everything about fantasy football. Woo! <laughs> you know? If you stop sending me these terrible fantasy football trade offers now, that will be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will tell the commissioner on you. See you all tonight. Again, we probably will go live on the main channel one more time. I'm hoping. I can't guarantee that to do drafts, and then we'll be live on the Dynasty channel. We already did the Rumble show. Go watch the Rumble show. It is up. Deuces.